just to reemphasize what Michaela has shared with us, we tend to refer to the youth as the future of the church, and that is incorrect. They are the present of the church. This parish will only be able to continue with their ministry, with their support, with their attendance. I know a lot of you take pride at this parish, and it's right to do so. Please step up and help us to lead these programs. We need your talents, your gifts, your time. Please consider in prayer how you can assist. We have more than ever, we need to make sure that our youth knows who Jesus is and that they abide to his teachings so that they are the happiest and happy parents produce happy children and happy children constitute a happy society. I encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and consider how you can assist these ministries. Now, time for the homily. For the last couple of Sundays, we have been hearing Jesus speaking in parables. Except for last Sunday, which was the transfiguration of the Lord. So there was an interruption to the parables of Jesus. Today, we have something that is not a parable. It's actually something that happened in history and time. And it's good to be reminded that what we read in the gospel does not only possess a spiritual, theological, or moral lesson. It also is a reminder for us of Jesus' divinity, of the mystery of his divinity. Jesus did walk on water. I was talking to John Angadi before Mass, and he said, you know, there's also this amazing element that sometimes we don't see in the gospel. Jesus was miles away from the boat, yet he was able to see them, and in seconds he was there. That's a reminder that Jesus is outside of time and space. And even in his human nature, he was able to operate in a very divine, mysterious, mystical way. It did happen. It's a historical event to the point that it makes it to the Gospels that were written decades later decades after Jesus' death and resurrection. This shocked the apostles, the disciples, that they put this in writing. And Matthew tells us about it. And he gives us very important details. Of course, we know that the boat represents the church. All of us are in that boat. And we have the wind. We have the waves against it from inside and sometimes, most of the time, from the outside. I know there have been a lot of scandals in the church. I know a lot of you have been let down by a pope, a bishop, a priest. But we know who's guiding this boat, and that's Jesus himself. I remember some time ago, a young boy asked me, well, what is Jesus doing in heaven? I said, oh, great. They didn't teach me this in seminary. <laughs> and he said, well, we know from the creed that he's seated at the right hand of the Father. But what is he doing? Is he just sitting there watching TV? Is he just chilling up there? I said, you know, I don't know. But what we know is that God is love. So what is he doing? Loving. And he reveals his love through the guidance 
the consolations, the graces that he pours on his church. There are many, many reasons to want to step out of the boat. There are many reasons to say, I'm out, peace. I don't want nothing to do with the Catholic Church. But there's only one reason to stay. That's Jesus himself. Because he makes it very clear that Peter is to be the one leading the church. And of course, we have the successor of that same apostle. I think it's successor number 266, Pope Francis. There are also other distractions in our life that impede us from seeing who Jesus is. Work, children, politics, finances, you name it. There are so many things hitting against the boat that makes us doubt. In the gospel that we hear, in the middle of the storm, Peter looks at Jesus, and although he is terrified, because all of them were, he says, Lord, if it is you, command me that I go to you on the water. And he starts walking. But the minute he sees his surroundings and gets distracted, he begins to sink. If you live in the Franklin area, we were hit by a storm not too long ago, in the middle of the night. Do y'all remember? I remember. And I remember this was late at night and I was sleeping. And it takes a lot of noise for me to wake up. Once I'm out, I'm out. So I remember hearing the thunder and waking up and thinking, Jesus is back. I thought, Jesus has returned. I said, let me get ready, let me dress up, let me put on my best cassock, let me brush my teeth and say, Lord, I'm ready. Well, I looked through my window and it's just thunder. And then I think to myself, okay, at first I thought it was Jesus, now I'm terrified. <laughs> because this is thunder and it's very, very loud. I mean, you could see the lining. It was very, very scary. And this is what made it scary. You're thinking, Father, you're a grown man. How can you be scared of that? When I was little, my grandmother did not like me or my siblings or my cousins crying or being agitated by thunder. So this is what she said. If you talk, cry, or move, it's going to land right here. <laughs> so you better not move. You better not cry. Just stay still, otherwise it's going to land right here. That did the trick. <laughs> to the point where, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday, I was, I need to roll to the other side, but I'm, I'm not going to move. Because grandma said that if I moved, it was going to land right here. Of course, I talked myself out of it and said, Father, you're a grown, well, I don't call myself father, but I said, you're a grown man. <laughs> and you know that's not true. You know the science behind this. Go to the other, move, roll over to the other side. I wasn't in the middle of the storm. I was sheltered in a house, in a room, with a roof, a window, but I could hear it, and I was still shaken by it. Now imagine being in the midst of it. Perhaps we are not in a physical storm all the time. Sometimes our thunderstorm is spiritual. 
Sometimes it's within us. Jesus, after seeing Peter sinking, Peter cries out, Lord, save me. I'm sinking. What does Jesus do before he corrects him, before he exhorts him to have more faith? He stretches out his hand, pulls him up, and then says, you man of little faith. But first he saves him. That's the story of all of us. There are times in our lives that we feel like we are sinking. Cry for help. Seek out help. Jesus will immediately stretch out his hand and save you. 